You're listening to the Heart and Hustle podcast. We are your hosts, Evie Rupp and Lindsay Roman. That's me. <laughs> Welcome back to the show, my friend. I'm so glad you're here. And if you're the kind of person who struggles with the legal side of your business and you just keep pushing contracts aside, thinking that they're unimportant or you'll get to it one day, you'll get to it later, please don't go anywhere. This episode is for you, dear friend, because on today's show, we are welcoming Paige Griffith for the second time. Whoop, whoop. She's been on the show once before on episode 23, and we had her back today to do a really deep dive on all things contracts and especially contracts for photographers. So uh, real quick, a little bit about Paige. She's the founder of The Legal Page a virtual law firm working with online businesses and wedding industry professionals. She's a certified jurist doctor barred in the state of Montana and holds a double BA in economics and political science. Now within the legal page, she helps her clients and online community run legal and protected businesses and counsels them on issues related to contracts, intellectual property, privacy, and business law. Yeah, it's all above my head too. <laughs> she has worked with industry leaders such as Jasmine Starr, Lindsay and Evie of the Heart University. Oh, hey, that's us. Hope Taylor, Davy and Krista, Colleen Christensen with No Food Rule. I can't talk. No Food Rules. Jennifer Anderson with Kids Eat in Color and dozens more. Her mission is to create an online space where the law isn't so scary and entrepreneurs can get legally legit in no time. Woo, we're excited. In this episode, Paige answers some really big questions for us, like, why are contracts so important? Like, honestly, why? what's the big deal? <laughs> she also answers, do I need a contract at the very beginning of my business? Or what if I'm just doing business or providing a service for a close family or best friend? Like, do I really need a contract in that scenario? She also answers where she recommends getting a contract if you don't have one at all. And guys, it's just a really good juicy episode. She breaks down all things contracts related and all just the legal jargon just so freaking well in a way that's super easy to understand. So anyways, I'll stop chit-chatting and let's just get to the show. You're listening to the Heart and Hustle podcast with Evie Rupp and Lindsay Roman, two photographers turned entrepreneurs and founders of the Heart University. If you're a creative entrepreneur or a motivated dreamer wanting to make the most of your life, this podcast is for you. Each week, Evie and Lindsay bring you actionable tools to uplevel your business and life. So if you're ready to step up to the plate and pursue your God-given potential, you're in the right place. You're ready to live your life and run your business to its fullest? Then buckle up, because here are your hosts, Evie and Lindsay. Paige, welcome back to the show. Ladies, thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be here, as always. Ugh, it's uh, so fun to have you back. <laughs> one of the few return guests, so we're pumped. Pumped. Yes. Oh, honored. Yes. Honored and humbled <laughs> over here, you guys. Heart and hustle. I love you. I am so glad to be back for round two. Yes. Speaking of round two, for anyone who missed round one, that was episode 23. So if you haven't already listened to that, go back because Paige just drops freaking fire knowledge on how to set up your business legally and, you know, breaking down the different types of business setups like LLC, sole proprietor, S Corp, like all of that. So if you're wanting any of that info, head to episode 23. But today we're going to kind of dive into the topic of contracts and it is going to be juicy. I'm very excited for this. But Paige, for anyone who maybe 
didn't listen to episode 23 or hasn't heard of you before, anything like that, do you want to kind of like give a real quick refresher on who you are and what you do and all that good stuff? Yeah. Hi, everyone. I'm Paige. I'm the owner and lead attorney behind The Legal Page. And of course, that's a play off of my name. So The Legal, P-A-I-G-E. And I help small business owners get legally legit without breaking into hives. So I just ensure <laughs> that every part of your business is legally sound and it's all tied up with a little bow, including contracts, which is probably my favorite thing to talk about. Ah, oh, perfect. <laughs> It's going to be a good show. Okay, well then just, I guess, jumping off the deep end, straight into everything contract related, especially I feel like when it comes to photographers, that's what industry we're in. And I know, Paige, you specialize in that as well. So my first question for you, why are contracts just absolutely necessary? And obviously that question applies to more than just photographers, but just why are contracts necessary? Yeah. So there's a lot of different reasons why they're absolutely necessary. But the first thing I always tell people is, especially when you're any type of service provider and particularly photographers, is it explains the roles and responsibilities for each party to the contract. So your client obviously will have some responsibilities, including payment and when they need to you know, get to your session or what happens if they're late or what happens if they dislike XYZ in a gallery that's sent to them. And then of course, you're going to have roles as the service provider. So it just just lays out all of those roles and responsibilities really clearly. That's the most important part is you don't want it to have all that legalese. I call it legal mumbo jumbo in it. You want it to be very, very self-explanatory to a lay person that's reading your contract. Contract law in particular in the United States has moved from like legalese, legal language, like you think a, an old you know, seven-year-old judge wrote it or something along those lines. <laughs> to what we call plain English. And plain English is just, if if you don't, you know, you need to understand it obviously as a photographer, but your clients need to understand it as well, because that's when you have what's called a meeting of the minds. And when both parties understand and agree to all of their roles and responsibilities under the contract, then everything is smooth. Basically, I also tell people, it's like the record of commitments that each party agreed to. So that Mm -hmm. would ultimately help prevent conflicts. It mitigates risk. Like it's so much easier to go back to a contract clause and say, oh yeah, this is my business policy for X situation versus having to like backpedal and figure out what your policy actually is. And then if it's not even in the four corners of the agreement, you're trying to get your client to agree to something that maybe they didn't even know was there in the first place when they started working with you. Uh, contracts also, you guys, of course, lock in payments and fees. That's very important for the services you're providing to explain, you know, what is due, you know, if you've heard me talk at all on podcasts before or in person events, which hopefully they'll come in 2021. (laughs) Um, If you've heard me talk at all, I am like a huge, huge proponent of the term non-refundable retainer. For Mm -hmm. a very specific reason, because you have to be paying some type of retainer to somebody to book services on X date, especially for photographers. It should be absolutely non-refundable in any situation. Maybe it's transferable, but oftentimes it's always going to be a non-refundable retainer. Don't use the word deposit because deposit under many state laws means that you can get your deposit back if the services aren't actually performed. 
Mm, Uh, Contracts. Yeah. Contracts are also just professional. I always tell people that like it extends your brand and your business values and all of your policies and kind of a non-confrontational way. Your clients expect you to send a contract. And if the contract is like lack and key and super professional, it's easy to read through. It's easy for your clients to understand what you're talking about. Boom. Like you have got a solid client for life because they are going to, you know, expect that like that kind of professionalism from you with everything that you do. And the contract is the first thing that you do with your clients. Like it sets those expectations from the beginning. So all of those reasons, ladies. Wow. I love it. I have, I have a question for you, Paige, that I don't know if legally you can discuss at all, but as a lawyer, have, do you have any like horror stories of clients or people that you know of, maybe not even clients because, you know, confidentiality, but can you give an example of a very bad situation where somebody did not have a contract and should have had a contract that can just kind of light some fires under some butts for people who are still wavering on the fence? <laughs> um, yeah, I'll have, I actually have a bad scenario and then a good scenario. So I think Perfect. that would be helpful to you. And yeah, you guys, I'm just using hypotheticals here. They may or may not be my clients or they may or may not be people that I know. So, um, The first is kind of a bad situation where somebody didn't have a contract or they kind of had like a contract in an email, like back and forth situation. Uh, And this honestly happened at the beginning of 2020 for a lot of photographers in our industry is they didn't have a really solid force majeure clause. And ultimately Mm -hmm. what happened was when COVID came into existence, it was like that crazy what if scenario. Everybody thinks Mm -hmm. hurricanes avalanches, like snowstorms where you can't get to anything. Those type of force majeure events are very like at the forefront of our minds. When we think about an act of God, nobody really thought Uh about a huge global pandemic that was going to shut down everything. (laughs) So that that's a scenario that I think applies to a lot of different photographers is either you didn't have a contract with either like a friend you were shooting a wedding for, or you just had kind of a very, very, small, concise, little one-page document that you had everybody sign off on and you forgot all of those necessary general legal provisions like a force majeure clause. And essentially, Evie, it made people be in refund situations, which was no fun for anyone. And so they lost tens of thousands of dollars. So that's kind of the easiest like hypothetical I could come up with is that what-if situation that you're waiting for down the road is not mm-hmm. a if, it's a when. Yeah. <laughs> and I think we uh-huh. all experience that with COVID. And so contracts can help you, again, when I said mitigate risk for those what-if situations. You want to think about all of those, you know, what would occur. And for force majeure clauses in particular, you guys, if you're like wondering why you need this clause, uh, you lots of them did not have anything related to fees. It just said, you're excused from performance if this active God occurs or all of these delineated force majeure events occur. And nowhere in that clause did it say anything about what happens to the the fees that your clients have paid. And so you want to explain at the bottom of that clause, just make sure that you have your business policies in there regarding transferability of fees paid. Usually they are still non-refundable, but they're transferable for a certain period of time. Like if the force majeure event obviously would impact your wedding, uh, you know, for your photography services and so on and so forth. So that's 
Situation one, don't be that person. Get a contract with all those boilerplate language, like, you know, provisions in there, including force majeure. You guys, there's all kinds of other clauses. I have a whole clause checklist. I can like send you guys and you can put it in this episode if you want. It's a freebie. Um, And you can just make sure you have all of that legal language in there. Of course, at the top of your contract, you're going to you're going to have, you know, the, the main photography provisions, coverage, these retainers, cancellation, rescheduling, you know, description or, you know, delivery of the galleries, kind of editing, you know, policies and procedures there. And then you'll have your boilerplate language. Oftentimes people call them miscellaneous provisions or general provisions kind of near the bottom of your contract. So that's situation number one. Situation number two that I wanted to talk about that I find very interesting is a client situation that happened last year. And uh, this person has given me permission to share, but um, I'm obviously not going to use names or anything like that. And it was someone who had a contract and the contract was so lock and key that it saved them in this scenario. It is like the scenario we all dread. (laughs) Where you lose lose (gasps) images. And this was a wedding photographer that has been around for a decade plus. They always have, you know, shooting in raw and then they have a backup card shooting on JPEGs. uh, And they ended up overwriting the raw files the next, I don't know, week or something. They forgot that they were on there. They had their JPEG memory cards in their safe. And they thought that that was, you know, a legit backup. And then their camera didn't write it <laughs> on oh. the backup memory cards. So I'm they literally wiped, shaking. <laughs> yeah. They wiped their raw cards. The JPEGs didn't work. Something happened. There was like a glitch in their camera systems and they lost like basically every photo from the <sighs> ceremony on. So they only oh have the photos of like portraits before the wedding and like getting ready. So here's the oh thing. My gosh. <laughs> it's like a nightmare situation. Um, but one, they had a contract in place that explained what would happen in terms of like maximum damages, limitation of liability. You want to ensure you have clauses like that for those scenarios where emotional distress damages could be at play. We're all yeah. like, right. We have like heebie-jeebies. We're hurting right now for our clients because you don't ever want that to happen. And then you have to be very aware as a photographer that you are a professional, right? Like people are hiring you because you're an expert at what you do. So while you may not have like a professional license, like a CPA or a lawyer or a doctor, um, you do have to be aware of human error. Like you can have situations where you are doing everything possible with your due diligence and you have systems and workflows in place, but sometimes things go wrong. And you have to be prepared for that with your contract and then with insurance as well. It's like an extra layer of protection. And this person in particular had a legit insurance policy where their contract said, you know, you can't ask for more than what we contracted for. There's maximum damages there. They can't ask for emotional distress damages due to their limitation of liability clause in their contract. And then their insurance was going to cover them up to $35,000. So it just was an easier way to approach their client to be like, here are all the things I have in place. I am going to help you get through this. We are going to be okay. And their client was like in awe 
that they were so professional and they had everything ready to go. And they, they knew that this was a possibility, even though they didn't ever want it to happen. And the client was insanely amazing in that interaction with them. And then they were able to kind of recreate things with the insurance money and reshoot and it all went well. And then they didn't end up in a lawsuit or any legal battles. So, uh, yeah, contracts can save you in those situations as well. So you need one and then you need to ensure you have things in them. And then of course they go back to, you know, really helping prevent conflicts. I talked about that in the first question. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's Ooh. such a good example because I think that, especially as a photographer, that's all of our worst nightmares. And I love mm-hmm. that even in that example, it it turned out that like the client was understanding and maybe obviously in a client situation, that's also worst case scenario if your wedding images are completely lost. But mm-hmm. if I were in that situation and that I was a client, I would be very, very, very impressed at the back end of like, oh, okay, it is almost an act of God in that situation of like, okay, human error maybe, but like it's something awful happened, but they still have, it's still impressive in in the fact that like, oh, they have their crap together and this is what they're going to do for me in response to that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And especially you guys, another clause, I'm just going to throw this out there, something that people like forget that they need in their contract. And this became very apparent during the year of 2020 is the cancellation of services by photographer clause. Like what happens if you have to say, Mm -hmm. I can't perform for you. And do you lay out in your contract what would occur? Are you able to ask for someone to step in for you? Are you, you know, like, God forbid, if you were to get the virus or one of your family members was, or you had to quarantine, um, what would happen there? Is there, does there need to be mutual agreement? And then of course, like you have to extend some type of refund to them and put them in a position that they would be in had they not contracted with you if you're the one canceling on them. And I have seen that time and time again, not in photography contracts. And so just make sure you have that kind of clause in there too. So good. good. (laughs) I'm still sweating from that worst case scenario. Like that is literally, (laughs) but it turned out so well. And that's just goes to show you the, the power and the beauty of having the back end in order and having your contract in place and having that insurance in place and all of that. So I, I love that. So Paige, for anyone who's listening to this and is like, okay, well, I'm not shooting weddings yet. I'm just starting to dip my toes in and, you know, shoot for free with friends and family or, you know, I'm offering like $50 shoots right now, just getting that portfolio, all of that. Do you recommend having a contract in place at that stage? Like at the very beginning of your business, what would you say to that person? So my lawyer answer is yes. Like make sure you have contracts in place at the very beginning. I think it's as essential, like essential is kind of a buzzword right now. And I can, I'm starting to see people like laser focus in as small business owners on why contracts are so essential because basically the, you know, everything blew up all at one time and we all needed a lawyer and we were many of many photographers in particular in the wedding and event world realize the power of having a very solid rock solid, easy to understand your clients, understand what your contract says regarding reschedulings and cancellations in, you know, in this year, one, the like photographer page in me, cause you guys, I have a photography background. I've ran a photography business for eight years. I have a lot of experience in this. The photographer in me is like, you need to assess your own risk 
for that specific like session, or if you're doing Mm -hmm. some styled shoot and you're building your portfolio, assess, you have to make the decision for yourself. You're the power of your own business. Like you're the owner, right? You Mm -hmm. have the power to decide all of the choices that you need to make as a business owner. And while a contract is like absolutely essential and necessary for especially like large, high risk situations where people are paying you thousands of dollars for a wedding, I would be, I would be remiss if I didn't say as a photographer that if you're just doing like free sessions, you're trying to build your portfolio, probably not. Like I don't, I didn't have one. at the beginning Mm -hmm. of shooting. It never got into a sticky situation for me in particular, because I kind of assessed the risks. I knew like which family members I could trust and maybe which family members I didn't really even want to shoot for because they they were (laughs) never going to like send, I'm never going to send a contract to them and they're never going to pay me anyway. So like, it just wasn't really worth it for all of us involved. Mm -hmm. Um, but in for styled shoots and stuff, I would just assess the risks. Like how many vendors are you working with for your styled shoot? Is there any, like, have you had any red flags come up during maybe your planning process? If that's the case, yeah, just have everyone sign a styled shoot agreement. It's going to make everything easier in the long run, right? Because then you don't have to go into a, he said, she said situation if some like crappy situation were to occur down the road, you can just go back to the contract. Um, and mm-hmm. it, at the very minimum, Evie, like try to have some type of written agreement, whether that's in an email or in a text that you can save uh, that solidifies, yes, your client's agreeing to XYZ for their session. It's going to be this amount. This is how many photos you're delivering. Nothing else is included. Uh, so lawyer page says, yes, always, always, always have a contract photographer page is like, if you're in the baby stages of your business and you can't afford to at least get a template contract, try to at least have some form of written agreement between you and your clients. So good. good. I love that. Well, and okay. I, I have a kind of a question bouncing off of that a little bit. And you kind of answered it, but I just want to ask it because I also could see this running through a listener's mind and being like, wait, what about this? Um, If maybe you're not even at the beginning of your business necessarily, but you're established or, or you're at the beginning, either or, and you have like a family friend, which is why you kind of answered this, but I want to ask this specifically. You have a family friend or a cousin or, or whoever that you're doing a free wedding for, or, or a discounted wedding for, if it's like a close family friend or like your best friend from college and you're like, Oh, nothing could quote unquote possibly go wrong. Do you still like, would you still recommend a contract in that situation? Or would it be the same answer that you just gave? Uh, no, that's like a hell yes contract situation. (laughs) Um, mostly because you guys, I work with one-on-one clients all the time as well. And obviously I'm an attorney. I have attorney client privilege, so I can't tell you situations that have come up. Um, but I can let you know now that I can count on more than all of my fingers, (laughs) uh, issues that have come up with family members and Mm -hmm. friends with like reshoots, additional editing, not liking the style of their, your photos. They kind of just like can come out of the woodworks on, Oh, this person would never do that to me. Mm. There's emotions that are involved in weddings and photos. And then they kind of just like, you know, turn the knife a little bit more when you are close to them. I feel like Mm -hmm. there's some weird underlying, you know, 
feeling from them that you should be able to do everything under the sun for them for free. And mm-hmm. especially if you're doing it, even for a discount, right? Because then they think you're going to do all of these other things for them at a discount or for free. And you don't want to set that type of expectation. So make sure that especially when it's a family member or a super close friend, and it's kind of a larger event, like a wedding, um, even like, you know, an hour or two shoot. I've seen this with like branding shoots as well, where photographers are doing branding sessions for you know, their friend and there's like a trade of services, so to speak, I want you to have some type of agreement there in place because those are very, very high risk for something to occur and for you to get hurt down the road. So having all of your policies laid out and like what you're, you know, going to charge for additional services or hours that you're working on re-editing things, all of that needs to be squared away in your actual contract with that person. Ugh, so good. <laughs> I cannot Amen. This is enough. But I also want to recognize that somebody who may be listening to this right now who's struggled with understanding the legalities of the behind the scenes of the business, like getting these contracts in place or whatever, or when they were starting out, they didn't have the finances to really invest in, you know, a custom contract or even a contract template or whatever. And let's say Sally is listening to this right now and she's just feeling so overwhelmed with where do I begin to find like a contract? What would you say to good old Sally who's listening right now? Like where could she get her contract? Does she need to find a lawyer in her state? Can she get them online? Like what, what I guess beginner steps would you recommend for somebody who's listening to this? Who's like, okay, shoot, I need to get my crap in order. I need to get a contract in place. Where do I begin? Okay, Sally, friend, (laughs) it's gonna be okay. I got you, girlfriend. Okay, so the first thing Sally needs to know is like, (laughs) don't go chat with your lawyer down the street because one, they're probably a little scary. Two, they probably don't even know the type of business that you run. They're gonna be like, oh, you're a small business. Wait, you do what online? Where do you market? Are you on social media? I'm confused. What's going on? How do you send your contracts? What's like an online CRM system? So you're gonna have all of that and you're gonna have to like tell them the type of business that you run. Don't do that. Um, second or third, wherever I'm at, don't get, don't Google it. Don't try to piece together your contract yourself because you're going to have all kinds of issues related to cross-referencing in contracts. You're going to have probably invalid clauses because one clause said one thing, and then you reiterated it somewhere else, and then they don't make sense together. Uh, Oftentimes, you just think you need all these clauses, and then you put things in that don't even even need to be in there in the first place. Um, And then I would also just caution you, don't get a contract from like a an industry person that you admire just because they're offering that on their website. And here's the reason why, because they are not attorneys. They didn't go to law school and it's actually illegal (laughs) to be selling contracts that way because you are essentially putting out into the world that you can practice law and write contracts and have people buy them from you. So I always, always say, try to find a small business attorney Especially for photographers, Lindsay and Abby, the small biz attorneys that specialize in the wedding and event world, they will Mm -hmm. know all of the clauses that need to go in your template contract and then get a template contract from them. And similar to, you know, our relationship, 
lots and lots of educators out there partner with small business attorneys. And that is kind of who you're looking for. Um, someone who teaches you a way to run your business. And then you have kind of a custom contract template that's going to coincide specifically with the type of business that you want to run. And so I always suggest that you kind of go that route and template contracts. You can definitely get, I, uh, I'm going to use the buzzword essential again here, you guys, (laughs) you, you will spend thousands of dollars on your gear. You will probably spend thousands of dollars on your website. And for some reason you don't hiccup. It's just like a no brainer. You are aware that that's what you need to spend your money on. Or, you know, when you're first starting out, at least a couple hundred dollars here and there, right? You think you need your Instagram profile, you need a Facebook page, and you need a website. And then you probably need some photo gear <laughs> to like actually be a <laughs> photographer. That's so helpful. <laughs> those are all essential, but don't forget that just a couple hundred dollars can get you a really legit essential contract that you need for any time you start booking. And if you have that in place from the get-go, you're going to be light years ahead of all of your colleagues. So I always suggest a template contract, definitely. Um, And you can get that from basically any online attorney. Well, gosh, golly, Paige, I just, I just wonder where there would be, <laughs> where there would be some business educators that have partnered with a small business attorney who is also a photographer. Where in the world could those people be, Paige? Yeah, I, just, I set that up. I just wonder. <laughs> Oh gosh, you guys. Um, yeah, I'm really, I'm not like hiding anything here. Uh, so. <laughs> So Lindsay, Evie, and I, you guys have partnered together and we've worked really hard to ensure that we have contracts specific to the type of photography that Lindsay and Evie teach you all. And it coincides Mm -hmm. with all of the courses that they have, destination-specific photography that's not like super like extreme adventure photography, but is much different than kind of a venue, Mm -hmm. traditional wedding with like 150, 250 people plus. So we have created all those template contracts for you and you guys can get them through Lindsay and Evie and it goes straight from the legal page. So me as the attorney who's in the wedding and event world and who knows everything you need in your contract is in there. Uh, And I'm so excited to bring this to your guys' audience because I love creating custom template contracts, which means it's still a template. It's used by kind of all kinds of different destination wedding photographers, but it's custom to what you guys teach people, like how to run your business. How would you approach that situation in a contract clause? How do you go back and reiterate, okay, in clause five, you know, sentence two, how is that clarified? And how can you find that meeting of the minds with your contract related to like a rescheduling fee, for example? So all of that is in our template contracts and you can get, yeah, it's super easy to get. And I, I just, I loved partnering with you guys on your contracts as well for your community. So thank you so much for having me be a part of that. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for partnering with (laughs) us. You are just brilliant. If anyone listening to this has not already picked up on that, you know your crap in this industry. You know what you're talking about. You're so passionate about all sides of things from the legal aspect to, you know, the photographer, the small business owner to the the client, like you get all perspectives and you mm-hmm. just bring something to the table that so, so many small business owners needing that legal help 
need. And I just, we are so excited and honored that we got to partner with you on this. Yes. Uh, you are so sweet. Well, I, I just <laughs> love, I love helping photographers. It's, I'm so passionate about it to everybody listening. Like I can't even begin to tell you my face is smiling now. You can probably hear that in my <laughs> voice. I love the photography world. I love the wedding and event world. And now I really just love the online small business world. And I just know there's so many pain points of people who are just entrepreneurs. They're trying to make money from what they're passionate about. And they kind of forget about the legal steps along the way. You guys were running businesses. We're not running like hobbies anymore. And so you have to ensure that you're legally legit along the way. And all of that really starts with contracts. And then it just builds from there. And I just want to create an open space where... We can have legal conversations about being small business owners where it's not like yucky and you don't feel bad asking that question. And I want it to be fun too. I want you guys to feel like you're empowered to be better small business owners because you have that all that back end stuff squared away. Hey, hey, if you are new here and haven't heard about our online resource shop, ooh, listen up. The Heart Shop is a digital resource and template shop for creative entrepreneurs and photographers. There are so many goodies for creative entrepreneurs in the shop, like website templates, PDF guide templates, illustrations to enhance your brand, and lots more. But one thing in particular we made sure to add was contract templates. Y'all, the horror stories we have heard in our years of business is unmatched and a little terrifying. (laughs) Clients refusing to pay after you've delivered a service, clients demanding their retainer back after canceling on you last minute. The list goes on. Business shouldn't feel like you're walking on eggshells though. And yet that's how most of us feel when we first start our business. We're petrified to make a wrong move or have an unhappy client. Okay. But here's the truth. One of the first foundational steps of owning your own business should be protecting yourself legally with contracts. Yes, yes, even for friends and family. Contracts allowed us to walk in confidence as we grew our photography businesses. But also hiring a lawyer to create custom contracts for you is a pain in the butt and the wallet. And grabbing whatever free or cheap template online is often not enough protection. Yes. So we wanted to make this as easy and seamless for you as possible and give you the resources to make sure you have your butt protected. We have partnered with our favorite lawyer and attorney, Paige, from the legal page. She has not only created powerful contract templates, but her team is so present and ready to help figure out which ones you need for your business. You can stack our contracts in our shop like the wedding photography contract, destination intimate wedding contract, cancellation and rescheduling bundle, second shooter and associate contracts, and honestly, so much more. Just head to theheartcontracts.com for 10% off. That's theheartcontracts.com. Hey, Heart fam. We had to interrupt this episode real quick to share with you something that's revolutionized our workflow. Everyone always asks Evie and I what the number one investment is that we've made in our businesses. Without a doubt, the best investment we've ever made to get our life and time back is HoneyBook, a client relations management software. We both use HoneyBook every single day and legit could not live without it. It's an all-in-one project management tool that's designed specifically for creative entrepreneurs. I honestly don't know what I would do without HoneyBook. It streamlines everything. Email conversations, client workflow, contracts, invoicing, calendar integration. HoneyBook literally coordinates everything for my business. They thought of everything that a creative entrepreneur could need and combined it all in one place. From templates, brand customization, an app so that you can send invoices while you're on the go, all the way to the little ka-ching sound your phone makes every time you 
get paid, aka my favorite part. (laughs) HoneyBook gives you the ability to streamline an excellent client experience from your fingertips so you no longer have to spend 24-7 working in your business and you can finally get back to living your life instead. Guys, we know you're going to love HoneyBook just as much as we do. In addition to a free seven-day trial, we have an exclusive offer just for our podcast listeners. 50% off your first year of HoneyBook. Guys, that's a $200 value. All you have to do is go to share.honeybook.com slash heart and claim your discount. That's share.honeybook.com slash heart. Or you can check out the link in our show notes. You do such a good job at making legal stuff fun. Like, just go follow her on Instagram, guys, (laughs) if you have any question on how to make uh, just legalities fun. Um, And I like that you touched on just the fact that a lot of people out there are selling contracts and they're not necessarily lawyers, which is why, um, well, the shop is launched now. So everyone knows about it. I, if you don't know about it, go to theheartuniversity.com forward slash shop and you will browse there. But <laughs> um, we wanted to partner with you because again, we love you so freaking much. And like Evie said, like you are just the top biz boss dog lawyer in the biz. That was a weird <laughs> phrase. Um, <laughs> but but you just do such a good job at pairing like uh, or understanding like the mindset of a photographer or even just a small business owner and where they're at and that they don't understand the legal legal jargon or what did you say like legalese or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and you just do such a good job at pairing that and understanding where people are coming from with like, oh, hey, this is actually how you need to be like legit and cover your butt. Um, so that's why we wanted to partner with you. And yeah, so you'll, you'll see in our shop, uh, we partnered with Paige and yeah, we're very excited. We're so excited. <laughs> I'm excited for everyone to get their contracts from you guys. It's, it's just a wonderful collaboration. And I think everyone should be super excited because Lindsay and Evie, have gone through all the right steps to ensure that you guys are getting contracts that are also like updated for a lifetime. I'm sure we'll get into that here, but yeah, you guys, it's super easy. Yeah. And their what their new shop is beautiful. So you can just go peruse it. <laughs> I just you. did. And I was like <laughs> drooling. This is the most beautiful <laughs> shop I've ever seen. Okay. Well, well, that actually leads me, yeah. It leads me perfect to the next question. There obviously are a lot of contracts out in the world. There's a lot of contract templates out in the world and shops with templates out in the world, especially in the photography industry. So my question is, what makes yours different? And when people purchase your contracts, I guess what all comes with them? Because I know that you offer a crap ton of amazing things. It's not just like you get the piece of paper, you get like a community. So could you just answer that like for everyone? Yeah. One of the things that I did when I first started the legal page is I just really took a good hard look at what I wanted my business to look like and how I was going to offer template contracts to the mass, you know, online small business world. I of course started with the wedding and event industry because I am a photographer. So I think that's kind of the key thing here. I know we've touched on that a lot. If we've talked about it a lot, it means it's very important. Uh, we have, I have extensive experience with what wedding and event contracts need to say because I've been in the world for a decade. So I understand kind of what's happened in the industry. We're constantly updating clauses to stay on tap with what's occurring in kind of 
you know, the majority of photographers, if they're changing X clause, we're changing it as well. So you get lifetime updates with your purchase. And that is a decision that I made, like I said, at the very, very beginning of starting the legal page, which really wasn't that long ago. It was like 2018. Um, and <laughs> I'm like, Oh, long time ago. No, long ago. <laughs> uh, and so you guys, the minute you purchase a template contract, you get lifetime updates. So anytime we change something, you will get an update. Um, and then you can modify your contract. I love this because I truly believe contracts are living documents and you should too. And you should get into kind of, you should get accustomed to ensuring that your contracts are constantly up to date with your business policies, with what your clients expect, with maybe changes that have occurred in the past six months. If you had a sticky situation that has come up with a client, can you better address that in your contract? And can you go back and modify that? So contracts are living documents and we give you access to them free of charge. You don't ever have to buy an update. I also... That's such a good deal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I just think it's so important. I don't want people to have to purchase like new updates because you should be ready to update your contract, you know, every few months. And then I walk you through with our template contracts. I really wanted it to feel like I was sitting down with somebody who had just purchased a template contract. And instead of them being like, oh, I just like copy and paste this and like put it into HoneyBook and that's it. I want to like walk you through one, what each clause means and two, how you can modify and amend it to your specific business practices. So we kind of have this proven step-by-step -step process of what you do when you download the documents. And I walk through all of that. So there's memos and comments on the side from yours truly. So it's not from anyone else. I literally touch every word and every period and every T that is crossed <laughs> in every contract. I know them like the back of my hand. Uh, and then like you, like you said, I have really wanted to create a community of just empowered, legit, just Ugh, business owners is kind of what I would say. Um, so you get access to kind of the TLP community and everything that goes along with it. So lots of small business owners that are open, they come with open arms on all of the legal questions that you may have. If you have questions related to your contract, all of us kind of come together and help answer those. And that is obviously a part of the whole TLP process. Oh, it's so good. I don't think like people fully understand what they get when they <laughs> invest in like a TLP contract template because Paige, that's such a steal and so much value packed into that. And I'm not just saying that because we've chosen to partner with you and work with you. I'm saying that because when the minute I found out that was how you operated with your contract templates, I was blown away because I, I don't know anybody else who does that. There might be somebody, but I don't know anybody. It's such a good client experience too. Because I'm like a yeah. nerd on client experience. And when like you're thinking from the perspective of somebody who buys your contracts and is like, okay, well, how do I do that? It's like you're walking them through it. It's That's just genius. It's great. It's <laughs> Thanks. so good. And yeah, you know, I've just, not only that, the client experience, but also just, I don't want to be the one writing this myself. 
like, okay, I could just like go in and like go into Microsoft Word and like type, type away and then be like, oh, here's the template contract. Another thing that I forgot to mention is I ensured kind of when I first started my business too, that industry professionals were reading our template contracts and giving feedback and suggestions. And then we were ensuring that everything that needs to be in that contract is in there. So like our boudoir contracts have been reviewed by some of the top boudoir photographers and they've given us suggestions on like 10 different client scenarios that have occurred. And so we caught like, we cover that in the contract and same with like you guys with the destination wedding contract with, you know, somebody who's kind of in the more like adventurous elopement world with someone who just shoots like newborn photography, for example, Mm -hmm. all of those contracts are very different because they have very different clauses related to what you are performing as a photographer and how you are interacting with your clients and the type of services that you're providing them, whether that's digital galleries or in-person services. Um, so yeah, it's, I I always just, I, I love, love, love working with everybody in the industry to ensure that when people are getting contract templates, they know it's fully going to cover them. Mm, I love that. And I think I like want to throw uh, the next like question on our list was essentially just like if you wanted to give us some examples of things or clauses that mm-hmm. your wedding photography contract covers. But even when you were discussing earlier of like us going back and forth and kind of thinking through scenarios of the destination wedding photography, like the one clause that I was like, we discussed based on what we teach and how like Lindsay and I operate our businesses was like travel fees. Right. And, you know, how, how what the client is responsible for, you know, paying and and covering and just different things. But do you have anything to add to that page of like, that's just obviously a very specific example of us working together and us giving you a scenario that needed to be in that contract that we teach, that we encourage that, you know, covers both your clients and you and all that good stuff. But do you have anything else to add of other examples of or anything else you want to add to that? Yeah. Two things that just came up when you were talking about that. So the first thing is kind of a coverage clause and that changes very drastically with, uh, I'm just going to look at weddings and like elopements, for example. So a standard wedding photography contract, that's like a generic kind of venue wedding is going to be like you arrive, right? You and your second shooter are just you. And then you're there for X amount of hours. Like that's what your coverage clause is going to say. Uh, and then you, Evie and I were working through that and you're like, well, usually like with destination photography, there's an additional session involved. Sometimes it's before Mm -hmm. the event, sometimes it's after the Mm -hmm. event. And so we need to cover all of that in that clause as well. So of course there's nuances there. And then with like adventure elopements, like the extreme, like hiking up a mountain, like all of your (laughs) hiking, all of those hours and minutes that you're actually setting foot on the ground should probably be included in your coverage as well. And not just you Mm -hmm. clicking the shutter on your camera. So that's just like a few examples of how a coverage clause would be so different in various scenarios, which is why you have to have kind of different contracts for all of the different types of services you'll be performing as a photographer. And then another one that I just wanted to touch on the second uh, little scenario for you is boudoir photography. (laughs) Um, if you're, if you're someone who does kind of like family sessions or you do, um, weddings. And so you have like those two generic contracts. Okay. That's usually what photographers start out with is they kind of have their family engagement, couple session contract that they would use. And then they have their big wedding contract. 
And they think they can just use a generic session contract if like one of their brides wanted to do some boudoir photos, okay, for um, their partner. In that scenario, (laughs) people don't realize that you have to have very specific clauses in a boudoir contract that covers topics like (laughs) no cell phones, social media sharing, et cetera, et cetera, Mm, explicit, you know, like obviously your model release clause needs to have like 80 million checkboxes on what they will agree to. Um, So it's Mm -hmm. important in those type of situations. And it's like newborns or fresh 48 photography or, you know, things that happen with unexpected life events that could occur as well. Um, I know lots of maternity and newborn photographers, they, they have very, very, very specific nuances in their contract related to XYZ situation. So it just covers your legal butt in all of those different, you know, sessions and like all the services that you would perform as well. So that's two examples there. I love that's, that. That's so good. Okay. I have a question that I've thought of as we were talking and it might, be a stupid question, but I'm also like the one that's just naive on all legal stuff usually. But I feel like a lot of people could also relate to this question too, especially in the year of 2020 with COVID. Point blank, why do people need a cancellation contract? Like as another contract other than obviously like the wedding photography contract or the boudoir photography contract or whatever. Like why do they need another one? Can they not just amend the normal one to be like, it's canceled now? (laughs) (laughs) great question no questions are silly this is like the whole reason i created tlp was i was like let's go ask all the questions there's no silly questions i'm like teacher page telling you here it's totally fine so (laughs) the one thing is amendments to contracts are actually just modifying the original agreements so you would never use like a contract addendum or a contract amendment to cancel an actual contract. You need like a secondary cancellation agreement that says within the four corners of that contract that the original existing contract is now void. Like you have to void and cross out, basically tear up that original contract and you need people to sign off to that so that all of your roles and responsibilities and then your clients, you know, responsibilities to pay you, all of that is void. And in a cancellation agreement, it would say kind of what's happening with fees paid or monies that are on the line in terms of refunds, or if you're transferring that to a certain date, or if they like have things on credit for a certain period of time as well. And then also cancellation agreements are great (laughs) because it will literally line item what they can and cannot do related to terminating services with you. So oftentimes there's like, you guys have heard of this kind of in the business world, I'm sure. Anyone that's listening in, you've heard of like termination agreements that are like, we're going to agree to end working together. And then that's all under wraps. And that would be a confidentiality clause. So confidentiality clauses, you'll oftentimes see in cancellation agreements, especially if you're in like a refund situation where you're giving money and you're working with clients one-on-one and Lindsay, you just brought up, you know, we've all experienced this with 2020. We're kind of doing things differently with various clients, depending on their situation and where they're at and where in the world, you know, the event was going to happen. So sometimes you may be doing things differently with different clients and that's totally fine as a small business owner to do. So a cancellation agreement would really you know, keep that under wraps. Like it's between you and your clients. They don't need to be telling other people. Um, yeah. And then there's, you know, there's other, there's other like little clauses you need to have a con a cancellation agreement. You guys should be like a one or two page document. It's super simple. Um, and this in the same vein, Lindsay, just real quick is a rescheduling agreement. 
that is also mm-hmm. a separate agreement from your contract. So a contract addendum modifies an existing agreement. So it's like you're stapling. If you print out your original contract that your clients and you signed, and then you're like, oh, I just need to change clause five. And now it's going to say this. And then your clients sign off on that. Then you just like staple that additional page. And that's what a contract addendum is. It's like, oh, this contract is still in existence and everything still applies except this clause we're changing to say this. And a a rescheduling agreement, though, is very similar in terms of a very separate document, like a cancellation agreement, um, but it still would void that original contract. So I just, if you guys can just imagine like sitting down and actually having paper documents, because we all do things, (laughs) we all do things online. And it's like, sometimes it gets convoluted where we're like, okay, what do we do with this? Does, do we just like, amend it and then have people sign like, no, just create a new contract in your CRM system and put in a rescheduling agreement, explain what's happening with rescheduling. You know, if it's a date TBD or you've chosen a date, oftentimes you're just taking fees paid, putting them on credit and saying, here's the rescheduling agreement. This is what we've agreed to. We will sign a new contract for services when you decide your new date, and then I'm going to put this money towards that. But at this point, we're crossing out and ripping up that original agreement. I love that. Oh, that's this is so, so good. Uh, <laughs> I can, and I just want to reiterate, like, because as you were saying that, even in like, I obviously know how important contracts are. And I'm sure everyone, by the time they, they listen to this, I hope does. But I could also maybe see some like naysayers being like, okay, that just seems like so much work. Like, why do we really need to have another piece of paper for a cancel and then another piece of paper for a reschedule? Like, I can just, I'm putting that image in my mind yeah. of like somebody saying that. And I almost want to just like reiterate back to kind of that first question that we asked you of like, why are they absolutely necessary? And just like, showcase the importance of it might seem like frivolous or it might seem like, oh, I need all these different things. But one, it's so professional, like Paige mentioned before. But then also, I mean, what happened in 2020, Paige? Like, just like you said, like so many people and photographers mainly were in a rut and they had to give out thousands and thousands of refunds worth of dollars to because their contract wasn't legit or it didn't hold up and they got in really, really sticky situations really, really fast. And so I just want to like reiterate kind of what you said to any naysayer out there that's like, I don't want all these freaking contracts. Like, why do I need it? Well, honey, you're a business owner right now. It's time to buckle up your pants and really be a big girl or a big boy. And that's, I just wanted to say that because I I felt like it, even to me, I was like, okay, there's so many things, but it's like, there's so many things for a reason, you know? <laughs> Mm-hmm. I also just want everyone to know about this very specific clause that's in rescheduling and cancellation contracts. It's called waiver and release. So you, both of your client, like you and your client are coming to a mutual agreement on what's going to occur with the rescheduling or the cancellation situation. And then your clients and you, this is a dual sided clause here, agree not to take any further action against each other. And that will never be resolved and you'll never have like that peace at night and sleeping better at night, knowing that you've kind of closed that chapter with that client and you've moved forward in a, you know, the best way possible with them. If you're just doing it via email and Lindsay, I'm sure you're kind of thinking that when people are, you know, naysayers or people who are trying to like push back a little bit on what I'm saying. Yeah. You can, 
you can cancel or void or reschedule via email, but nine times out of 10, there's going to be something that happens after that email. (laughs) So solidifying it in an actual contract and being like, okay, no one's going to sue each other. This is what we've agreed to. You know, it's kind of confidential between us. All of those clauses would be in the four corners of a rescheduling and cancellation contract. Mm -hmm. And I just want to like pipe in here with also depending on what type of photography you're doing or what type of service you're providing, you most likely don't need 15 different contracts there, you know, documents. If you specialize in one or two, you know, niches or specialties like Lindsay and I strongly encourage, then most likely you're really only going to need, you know, start out with your, your main contract, go Mm -hmm. with, you know, the the destination wedding contract. That's all you really need to start out with. And then your basic session contract or, or whatever, fits your niche, you know, engagements or couples or families or whatever, you know, two contracts. It's not too complicated to start out with those two things. And then as you get to the place where you're like, oh, I need to reschedule a session. Fantastic. Purchase the rescheduling clause. Like Uh it's, it's a one step at a time type of thing. I mean, Paige, feel free to chime in if you disagree, but in my opinion, you don't need to start out with 10 documents at what you can start out with one or two and then kind of grow as your business is growing, as you save up for that, you know, the next document or whatever. Exactly. Evie, I could not have put that a different, like a better way. So (laughs) think of your essential, like main client service agreement, like your camera body and your nifty Mm -hmm. 50. Like That is what the contract is supposed to be. And then you're slowly either upgrading your equipment or you're adding on new lenses as the time arises. And when you're like, oh, I would really like a 1.285, like that would make the most sense for this type of session that I'm shooting. That is very, very similar to what basically the entire wedding and event industry had happened to them this year. Nobody had a cancellation agreement. Nobody had a rescheduling agreement like in their legal toolkit because you didn't need it. You didn't need it until now. Totally fine to build upon your legal documents and add things, I call it, to your legal toolkit as a business owner. And then you can, you know, whip out those tools when you're ready to use them or, you know, buy them and then be ready to use them at that specific time in your business. It's not something you need to go spend like thousands of dollars on. And I don't recommend you do that because you're just going to get confused from the get-go. Yeah. And most likely they'll just be sitting on your, you know, legal toolkit gathering dust. Like (laughs) you don't necessarily have to have that cancellation or rescheduling contract right out the gate until you are in a position where you need it. And then just go purchase from uh, our shop slash page, like the combo, (laughs) and then (laughs) add it to your toolkit and you can start using it. But amen. I love Paige just the way you kind of break down law and legalities in the back end of that aspect of business in such a way that is just so fun and exciting and Mm -hmm. easy to understand and not overwhelming. So thank you for being here today and just dropping so much knowledge on all things contract related. For anyone who has been listening to this and is like, dang, this page chick is amazing because you are, uh, where can people find you and connect with you and all that good stuff? You two are my favorite. Thank you for giving that just ego boost right there. (laughs) Um, (laughs) No, you guys, serious, in all honesty, I just try to make the law more fun for everyone. You can come follow me at the legal page, P-A-I-G-E on Instagram, on Facebook. We have the TLP community for small business owners on Facebook too. If you want to join in there and ask any legal questions and like continue the conversation on. 
I'm thelegalpage.com as well. It's pretty easy to find me if you just type in the legal page uh, into your search bar. And yeah, thank you guys for having me. I really, I want to boil things down. I want to make things easy peasy for people. I don't want any small business owner to think that they can just shove their legal heebie-jeebies under the rug for another day because, you know, it could, something could happen tomorrow. And I don't want you to be in a situation where you're reacting versus being proactive. So there's just little steps Uh that you can take to be a better, more proactive backend business owner. And that's what I'm here for. So thank you again. You two are just a joy to talk with and for everyone tuning in too. Thank you for allowing me to share some of my thoughts with you all. Oh my gosh. Well, we love you. Thanks for being here. (laughs) Thanks. Thanks. Thanks.